Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. Well, the first thing I want to talk about is a new movie out. Uh, speaking of new movies, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned last night, I went to see The Joker over the weekend as well. What a great movie. If you get a chance, go and see it. It is a masterpiece, but be warned, it is quite dark. Some people did leave the stu- or leave the theatre as well, so it is quite dark, but it is an amazing movie and definitely an Oscar winner and an award-winning movie. Another movie that's out of the moment is called Unplanned. Now, here's the one that has a bit of controversy surrounding it, because over the weekend... In Galway, there were protests outside the Omni and a couple of other theatres that were showing this particular movie. It is showing in uh, many of the theatres around the country. Uh, the movie based uh, over the on the story of one woman's life. Um, and Galway Pro-Choice described the film as dangerous and a dangerous piece of anti-choice propaganda funded by Christian extremists and said that it contains multiple medical and factual inaccuracies. A statement from the group says, we are outraged that this film is being shown in Galway and we will not stand for it, adding that it stigmatises abortion and those seeking to access the services. Now, Unplanned is a drama based on the memoir of Abby Johnson, who was one of the directors of Planned Parenthood, who I'm sure you've heard of Planned Parenthood, or like, I suppose, in the UK, uh, you've got Mary Stopes. Well, Planned Parenthood would be very similar in, in America. Uh, for a number of years, she was there as a director before becoming an anti-abortion activist and pro-life activist. Abby Johnson is on the line with us tonight, and I do want to talk to her. It's lovely to speak to you, Abby. How are you? Hi, thanks so much for having me on. Well, Abby, I, before I get into the controversy, the what people claim are inaccuracies, uh, let's. I want to talk about your story because this movie is about you, um, and the actress who plays you plays does a great job. Ashley Bratcher, who plays you in the movie. By the way, were you delighted with the choice that they made of the person who plays you in the movie? And when you look at yourself on the big screen and somebody else playing your part, <laughs> is that kind of a bit weird and surreal? Is it? Yeah, it's, it's really weird. Um, okay. Ashley did a great job. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, very strange. Yeah, because I said to Lena, my producer, earlier on, I said to Lena, my producer, earlier on, if they ever make a movie about me, you need to get Brad Pitt or somebody like that to play me. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, going back in time, let's go right back. 2001, you decided you wanted to volunteer with Planned Parenthood. And what made you want to do that? Were you very pro-choice at the time or were you very liberally minded at the time? Uh, What made you want to do that? No, not at all. Um, I actually grew up in a, a pro-life Christian home, but I just, you know, I didn't know anything really about abortion. I, I didn't know anything about Planned Parenthood at all. Um, and, you know, met a woman who, who worked for Planned Parenthood, and uh, she started talking to me about the services that they provided and, you know, started telling me, uh, giving me all of their talking points, you know, oh, they provide Healthcare to low-income women and uh, safe and legal abortion. If a woman, you know, if a woman can't have an abortion in our clinic, she's going to go have one, and it's going to be unsafe. And you know, as someone who didn't really grow up hearing one way or the other about abortion, I think I was I was very influenced. So you kind of got the impression um, it was a full was it was a full suite of services, basically in healthcare. That was right. the kind of impression you got. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I you know I got involved wanting to help women. And mm. that's what I was told we would be doing. Now, the movie, of course, goes through all of this. And, and when you started in Planned Parenthood and you got an award uh, for being the employee of the month, um, and we'll, we can see that in the trailer, which I'll play in a few minutes as well. You got an award for being employee of the month. 
um, and I suppose you became very popular in the clinic. But when you went into work on a regular basis, it seems you were berated by pro-life people who would have been standing outside. Was that, was that bothering or upsetting at the time? You know, there were sort of two different groups of people who were outside. There were those who were really yelling and angry and very hostile toward us. Um, There was another group that was, you know, pretty friendly. They were there praying, um, reaching out to the women going in, letting them know, you know, of other options, ways that they could help. Um, You know, the people who... Uh, you know, when you go to work and, and you hear people calling you a baby killer and, and things like that, I mean, that's certainly troubling. Um, did you ever think about that? For sure. Did you, did you, at, but, that, at that stage of your life, did you think about that? Because, you know, you being obviously from a Christian background, et cetera, et cetera, and, and maybe a little bit unsure about what you were actually doing there in the first place. Did, when somebody shouts at you, you're a baby killer, did, did you stop to think for a second, well, am I? I did. I mean, there were times when I, I mean, honestly, there were times when I thought, you know, um, can I really call myself a Christian and do what I'm doing here every day? And I remember thinking, no, I really can't. But it was, I don't know, it's it's really hard to describe, but it's, it's almost like this brainwashing that takes place. Like anything, any sacrifice, Anything that you do, any consequence is going to be worth it to to work in this environment to you know quote unquote help women. And so you um, thought, well, because they're doing it anyway, if I can make it better or easier or safer, you thought you were doing a good thing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't get I didn't get involved with it thinking, oh, I'm really excited to you know help women get abortions. I mean, mm. the whole the whole premise was, I'm going to get into this, and I'm going to help women prevent abortion. I mean, that was really my mindset. You know, we're going to educate them. We're going to tell them the options. Contraceptive. Yeah. We're going to tell them the options, and then they're not going to have to make an abortion choice. It, and it, it became clearer and clearer over time, though, that we really did want women to have abortions. We really did want women to make that decision because that is what made us the most money. I mean, I, I did, you know, part of the movie, one of the directors of the movie, or one of the directors of the of Planet Her Parenthood, and I'm not quoting, I'm paraphrasing, suggested that it was like, you know, a fast food chain. Uh, and in other words, mm-hmm. it was about making money, and it was about getting people in and out, uh, and, you know, doing as many as you can in as quick as possible time. Now, in the period of time you were there, you were involved, or you would have been there, and well, not personally involved, obviously, uh, in 22,000 abortions. That's a right. shocking amount of abortions. And what? how long was that period of time? Eight years. That's incredible. Yeah. And how, I, was, I don't know how that will make one feel because, okay, every case is different and, and nobody's judging those parents or those women that made that decision, but everybody, every case is different. But that must have been very difficult for you who already had it in your mind there was something wrong with what you were doing to, to oversee that as a director, because you were the director at that stage of Planned Parenthood. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was uh, it was a big number. You know, it was a big it was a big burden to to carry. Um, you know, I didn't see it at the time. I didn't think it was really any big deal. But then, when you wake up and you 
and you sort of realize what abortion is and how it's actually not helping women, how it's hurting women, how we were using women really for profit. Um, and, and we were using them for political exploitation as well. Because um, it is a big issue in the United States and in different states obviously have different laws. So it's a big issue in the United States, similar right. to the way it is here. Right, yeah. And so once you realize that, you come to grips with that, you're just like, oh, my gosh, that's such a big number. It's such a big weight. Um, to, did you, did your... you become immune to it, Abby? I mean, was there a case that you went in each day, oh, yeah. you know, in the middle of that, you know, four years, five years in, that it was just another day at the office? Gosh, is it busy today? God, there's a lot of women in today. Did it just become another day at the office at one point? Oh, yeah, yeah. And the the um, sort of like gallows humor that's used, you know, um, the things that were said about the women coming in, the way that we talked about their lifestyle, the way the comments we made about their bodies, the comments we made about these these babies as they were, you know, lying there in these dishes. I mean, it's things I won't even repeat. Um, you just become really numb to what you're doing. I mean, you, I mean, you're, you're looking at, at babies every day in a in a dish. Um, and when you when you say this gallows humor, this was kind of like, oh, look at the state of her; she'll be back again, uh, or that kind of attitude oh, yeah. towards women, I suppose, because this was a business. Oh yeah, yeah, and really no respect toward women. So I mean, the whole idea of abortion is really, you know, from 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 a pro-choice perspective, is that it's empowering of women. But I can tell you. The way that we talked to women in those clinics, the way that women were talked about, um, they were degraded. Were women and given? I mean, they were, you, they you were not empowered. You would have been involved in consultations with women's initial consultations in the sure. clinic. I mean, mm-hmm. were they encouraged? Was there a kind of script that you read off? Were they encouraged to think about options, or were, were they encouraged to have the abortion? No, we were we we were given a script. Um, it was actually a, a video that we had to watch and um, basically take a test on. And it gave us script, scripted answers for different objections that women may have. So if they had a religious objection. So, for instance, if a woman said, well, um, you know, I don't know. I just always thought that abortion was a sin. I don't know if, if God's going to forgive me then the scripted answer would be, well, do you believe in a forgiving God? Well, yes, I believe in a forgiving God. Okay, well, don't you believe that he understands, you know, what you're going through right now and that, you know, he's going to understand and he's going to forgive you? For, well, yes, of course. So, so, it was like so there was a kind of, of answer for every answer. for every problem, yeah. Yes, yes. And what would happen, yes. and I'm sure it probably happened, if a woman, you know, had said to you, well, you know, I don't really want to do this, you know, but I think it's my only option. I don't think there's any supports for me out there as a single parent or, you know, a young woman with a, you know, a crisis pregnancy. Did, did you at any stage or would anybody in Planned Parenthood say, well, look, you don't have to do this if you don't want to. You know, there is, and here's a leaflet on local support services, you know, that might be, you know, social services that might be able to help you out a bit more. Was that Was that ever a consideration? No, no. I mean, we, uh, in fact, I, I'll tell you, I, you know, we said that we provided options counseling for women. So I, at, at one point in time, I, I graduated with my master's in uh, in psychology and therapy. And so I thought, well, if we're going to say that we're providing options counseling, then, then we really should. You know, we had no protocol about it. So I actually wrote 
a 75-page protocol um, on options counseling, how to properly uh, offer options counseling to women coming in who were pregnant. And I submitted it to Planned Parenthood Federation of America, which is the organization that governs all Planned Parenthoods in the country. They sent it back to me with a rejection letter saying that they did not find it to be cost-effective. Because the bottom line is that if a woman decided to parent, we could not help her at that clinic. We didn't provide prenatal care. We didn't. We couldn't help her. She so didn't make money further off her. in her yeah. pregnancy. We didn't make money off of that. If she chose adoption, there's no money to be made off of that. So, I mean, we had a quota for a certain number of abortions that we had to perform every month, and we didn't have a quota for adoption. We didn't have a quota for women who chose to parent. It was only for abortion. So there was targets you had to reach, essentially. Yeah. Well, and if you didn't kind of reach those, it wasn't a case you'd lose your job or anything, but if you didn't reach those targets, you were kind of possibly frowned upon or whatever it was if you didn't reach those targets. Yeah, yeah. No, we, I mean, we would have to fire people um, if we didn't reach our goals. And just to give people an idea of, of what, uh, you know, a clinic would be like at Planned Parenthood, how many rooms were there or surgeries were there where abortions would be taking place? We would do anywhere between 40 to 60 in a day. Um, and we would run those out of two rooms with one doctor. So a woman doesn't sit on the table more than five minutes. Okay, so, so but there's, and, and to remind fast. people, there's different types of abortions. For women who are under 12 weeks, for example, or women who are over 12 weeks, you've got a surgical abortion. Women can take pills under 12 weeks, depending on the type of pregnancy it is as well, which is something that could be a walk-in, walk-out situation, I imagine. Right, sure, yeah. So um, the, the medication abortion protocol, um, that was just sort of a daily occurrence. We didn't have to have a doctor there. To give out those pills, so we could do those anytime, any day of the week, no matter who was in the in the office that day. Okay, so if somebody just came in off the street and said, I, "You know, I'm I'm six weeks pregnant," so you didn't have to scan them or anything or verify how. See, in Ireland, the legislation that came. I don't know whether you're aware of the legislation that be in Ireland. Um, we had a referendum last year in this country because we have a constitution. Uh, so we had a referendum and they voted 67% to 33% in favour of abortion uh, under the, I suppose, the guise that the government said they would legislate to make it a maximum of 12 weeks pregnant and up to 20 weeks in extreme circumstances where a woman's life would be in danger. Um, that can go further in the case of fatal fetal abnormality. But generally, under, under 12 weeks, you don't have to have any particular reason, unlike the UK where a woman's life must always be in danger. So up to 12 weeks, you can have an abortion for economic reasons, social reasons, or for whatever reasons you particularly like. Um, but most of those abortions will be done to medication, I imagine. Um, I don't know what the stats are over there. Here in the U.S., about 25% of abortions under 12 weeks are performed through medication. About 75% are performed through surgical methods. Okay. Now... Getting to the movie, I'll tell you what I'm going to do at this point, if you don't mind. I'm going to play the trailer because it leads me on to the next question, right? I think the trailer is quite good because normally trailers don't work too well on radio because they're quite visual. But this trailer actually has quite a lot of audio in it, so it gives you a kind of sense of what the movie is about. All right, so if you could just hang with me there, Abby. All right, I'm going to play this trailer. Our first order of business is to present Planned Parenthood's Employee of the Year Award. 
Abby Johnson. This is Abby. She's our newest volunteer escort. Abby, this is Cheryl Alessandro. I'd be the youngest director in Planned Parenthood history. You'll actually be in charge of the abortions at your clinic. I have a chance to make a real difference. No matter what you do for the rest of your life, you're still going to be a baby killer. The only thing that's changed is you, Abby. Can you even hear yourself talk right now about these procedures? These are little babies. I'm not going to apologize for doing a job that helps women in crisis. There's still a part of me that isn't sure. I know. But the one thing that all experts agree on is that at this stage, the fetus can't feel anything. Sorry to bother you, but they need an extra person in the back room. Are you free? And it was like it was twisting and fighting for its life. We commend the souls of these hundreds of children. And Lord, we pray to end abortion. I really appreciate what you've done for us. I'll not forget it. 22,000 abortions. How do I even comprehend that? Rough day at the office. It's your dad and me. You are our baby from the moment of conception. We are paying you to be a perfect instrument of corporate policy. We are an abortion provider. I can't be part of this anymore. Everything that they told us is a lie. Don't underestimate the repercussions of this. You got to be careful. Let me tell you what's going to happen if you walk through that door. Congratulations. You've made an enemy of one of the most powerful organizations on the planet. And that is the trailer of Unplanned, the movie, which is the story of Abby Johnson, who is on the line with us tonight talking about the true story where she worked for Planned Parenthood as a director. Abby, you know, I'll come to what made you change your mind in a second, but the very last line there was you're just going to make an enemy of the most one of the most powerful companies in America. Um, how has that been, by the way? And particularly since the movie came out, because to, to clarify as well, the Planned Parenthood are saying that this movie is dramatised. A lot of it's inaccurate, uh, and I get to those inaccuracies in a few, you know, a little bit later in the conversation. But how how are you now? I mean, are you getting a hard time from anybody over this? Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I've always, you know, I mean, Planned Parenthood and and their folks there. <laughs> Uh, you know, they're not particularly fond of me, but uh, that's all right. I'm not fond of them either. So, um, okay, know, wait, wait, let's, get, a... let's get back to the middle of that trailer, okay? This was the turning point, um, you know, where you're there one day and somebody says, if the movie is correct, somebody says, uh, we need an extra pair of hands essentially in the back room. We're short. And you get mm-hmm. to witness, I suppose, an abortion. Um, was that the first time you got to witness an abortion, even though you'd been there quite a substantial amount of time? Yeah, so abortions are not typically done with the use of an ultrasound. So the ultrasound is done to capture gestational dating, so how far along the woman is in her pregnancy, but then it's rolled away and it's not used again. Um, And so this was the first time, to my knowledge, that an ultrasound had been used during the entire abortion procedure you actually got to see the baby in the womb during the abortion. 
Right. So when they went in with whatever instrument they used to remove the fetus, and this woman was 13 weeks pregnant, I believe, um, you, right. you believe you saw the baby trying to move away from it? Yeah. And now the experts will say, Abby, and, and, and I, you're perfectly right to reply here, that they say that's ridiculous. At 13 weeks, the baby wouldn't have the instinct to move away, wouldn't be able to feel pain. This is what we're being told by many experts in pregnancy and uh, gynecologists and doctors, pediatricians, that they say that that's not true, that's not factually correct. What do you, what do you well, say to them? Well, there's other experts. I mean, there's other experts, other OB-GYNs, um, even former abortion providers themselves that are saying, yes, that's exactly what happens. That's what I saw for many years. Um, and so, you know, I know what I saw on the screen. Um, I, I run an organization where we've had over 500 other abortion workers leave clinics like Planned Parenthood. Many of them, dozens of them have seen the same thing. They're saying, yes, that's absolutely what happens. Um, and even if you look at the science, though, if you look at embryology, the cerebral cortex is formed by eight weeks. That is primarily needed to signal pain receptors. There's absolutely no reason to believe that a baby at 13 weeks would not be able to sense danger, to feel pain uh, in the womb. Okay, well, you, well, as far as you were concerned... It, it did feel pain, as far as you were, and you Absolutely. you 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 yeah. believe that that its movement at that particular time, as you called it, squirming away, was a direct direct result of this instrument being inserted into a woman to remove it. Yeah, and obviously yeah. that that abortion did continue, and the and the fetus was removed. From what that point, then your your just your life changed. You just couldn't deal with it anymore. Um, and what did you do then? So I. Um, decided I was going to leave my job and um, ended up going to a pro-life group so that they could help me try to find another job. I'd been there for so long and was pretty well known in the community as the director of this abortion facility. And so I thought I, I might need some help getting another job. Was the resentment was the resentment towards you because you would have been in a smaller community and known as the director of Planned Parenthood? Was there a kind of resentment towards you, particularly because yeah, of been a Christian a, neighborhood? Yeah, it was a pretty pretty conservative area, um, and so I thought I might need their help getting another job, and and so I went to them. Um, ended up quitting when Planned Parenthood found out that I had gone to this pro life organization they ended up taking me to court trying to get a gag order against me so I wouldn't be able to share what I had seen in the clinic and the things that I knew. Um, that gag order failed, but when they sent out, the, when they when they filed the gag order against me, they actually sent out a press release, press release, and the Associated Press picked up that press release, and that's what, what got the media interested in my story. Like, what are they trying to keep her from saying? What do they not want her to share? Okay, because you, as far as you're concerned, if there's nothing wrong, well, then so why, why are you bothering to get a gag order against you if you're doing nothing wrong? I mean, again, right, they, yeah. they have denied the practices that you talk about or, well, I suppose the methods and the consultation practices that you talk about. Um, you know, they, they say, of course, they care about every single patient and they care and they, you know, and it's not about the money, it's not for profit and all this kind of thing. What do you say to that? To, do you believe that's all lies? Oh, it's all a lie. I mean, and we have, there's thousands of women who can talk about their experiences inside of abortion clinics being treated like cattle, just being herded through 
Um, we see it when we go and pray outside of these abortion facilities. These these workers that are there, they're literally putting women into the wrong cars um, after their abortion procedure. They just line up these cars, and these women come out stumbling, not even ambulatory, putting them in the wrong cars. It's like a conveyor belt. Um, you know, everybody can see that. Planned Parenthood's own report shows that while all of their other services are declining, the only service that continues to increase every year is abortion. Um, I mean, yeah, just we, to, to we point out, they it. do offer other services, which is contraception, et cetera, et cetera, and, um, you know, a full range of services when it comes to that kind of thing. So they do offer other services as well. At some clinics, but at some of their clinics, they are abortion only. At some of their clinics, they are they are performing abortions six days a week, 50 hours a week. So this idea that, you know, oh, Planned Parenthood is, is out here to prevent abortions, it's just a lie. It's not true. If that were true, then they wouldn't have these abortion-only clinics. They wouldn't worry so much about meeting abortion quotas and making sure that they have their numbers up. Do you, um, do you, th- do you think mean, the look, movie... They're, they're, a nonprofit, they're a nonprofit organization, but they have over a billion dollars. So nonprofit doesn't mean that they can't make money. Of course they're making money. Um, and there's individuals working in there that make quite a substantial amount of money. So that's, it doesn't have to make yeah. a profit for certain for a lot of people to make money out of it. Okay, but in relation to the movie itself, I mean, a lot of, uh, obviously, some members of the media have said that this particular movie is nothing but propaganda for pro-life. Um, I know certain networks have refused to advertise the movie. Do you think the movie has dramatized your story or do you believe, you know, because you've obviously seen this a number of times at this stage, do you think it's an accurate depiction of how you believe your story and your time in Planned Parenthood was? Yeah, it's very accurate. In fact, um, I had final approval of the screenplay. I was on set during production. So this is absolutely accurate to my story. Um, The things that people are, are seeing um, you know, about Planned Parenthood, about their business model can be corroborated by hundreds of other people. Um, you know, I'm not just a one-off here. I mean, there are, there are many, many other people who have experienced uh, terrible behavior by Planned Parenthood. And again, I do have to point out that Planned Parenthood, of course, have denied the dramatization and said the series of events are not factual. Um, but, of course, that's what they're going to say because they don't want people right. to, be, to believe <laughs> their story is true. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, obviously, I have I have an obligation as well to read their statement. Now, in relation to the actress who played you, Ashley, she was told if she took the part that she would be blacklisted and it could be the end of her acting career. I mean, and also, as I mentioned earlier on, major networks have refused to uh, advertise it, even though it took a huge amount of money at the box office since the first weekend. Uh, a lot more than it cost to make the movie, that's for sure. I think $16 million up to this stage in the box office, which is doing really well, a lot more than they expected it to do. And they've now extended the amount of cinemas they're actually going to show it in. Are you surprised by the reaction to it? Did you think it was going to be as popular as it was or as is? You know, I didn't know. Um, I, you know, I probably didn't think it was going to be as popular. I mean, here in the U.S., we we were right at right under twenty million uh, total at the box office. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going into to countries all over the world um, that we would have, you know, never expected. But um, people want this film. I think it's it's showing uh, a different side to what we hear in the media all the time. It's showing truth that often isn't shared. And I think it's, it's really vindicating for a lot of women who have had abortions, who have gone through that experience to say, 
look, this is exactly what I went through. This is exactly what I've been talking about. Um, but they're out here, you know, they're hearing, oh, abortion's totally normal. No one ever regrets their abortion. Abortion is great. And they're out here saying, no, it's not. And look, here's the evidence. Here's the proof. Someone else went through what I did. And I know Ashley, Ashley who played your role, uh, when she went to her own parents to talk about it, coincidentally, her mother had a confession to make that Ashley herself, the actress, was almost uh, aborted when her mother was 19 years of age because they had no money. Right. Uh, and this was an admission that came out. Uh, how are you now? You're, I, I, I believe everything is rosy for you now as well. Uh, there's a change of heart completely. Um, you're, are you, sorry, actually, I forgot to ask, are you married or just a partner? Yeah, I'm married and uh, I have eight children and uh, we live in Texas. And I, I have to say I was a little, I was a little disappointed about the protests in Galway because my family, I'm actually 60% Irish, my family originates from Galway. So I was mm-hmm. hoping there would be a little more support there. But uh, <laughs> no, but no it's, uh, well, there are people out there who will protest anything. And there was also, I was looking over the weekend, there was tweets uh, going out over the weekend from UCD, which is one of the major colleges here, that some people had put up, you know, like uh, posters for the movie and they were telling people to tear them down. And, and they also said that if you go to see the movie, you'll be triggered, which is, <laughs> is a very popular word nowadays amongst young people, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, in relation to the movie, it's doing well. Uh, the controversy surrounding it, the protests, how do you react or what do you say to people who say, you know, this movie shouldn't be shown, that it's propaganda? That in Ireland, for example, we've just voted to legalise abortion in the last year um, and all it's doing is making women who, who are having abortions feel bad. Well, I would say that they haven't actually watched the film because there's, there's nothing in the film that um, really should make a woman feel bad. I mean, this movie is about redemption. It's about um, forgiveness. It's about healing, finding healing after abortion. Um, and, and so I, I think a lot of people that protest the film, the majority of people who I've talked to who have said to me, you know, oh, I'm, I'm against this film, I say, well, did you watch it? No. Um, which I always find interesting because when there, when there's a new film that comes out that, you know, from a pro-choice perspective, I always watch it. I, I read pro-choice books. You know, I want to know, um, the other perspective. I want to know, um, other people's experiences. I want to hear about that. I don't want to live inside of this, you know, echo chamber that everybody talks about. Um, so one, of, well, one, of, one of the suggestions online was that they remove parts of the movie, um, obviously the more graphic parts of the movie. And there isn't, by the way, to remind me, there isn't that many graphic parts of the movie, but the more graphic parts yeah. of the movie, particularly in relation to the abortion. And my argument against that was, well, for many, many years, the Catholic Church in this country banned books and information on abortion. Um, and they weren't, wasn't allowed being, they weren't allowed to be sold. Um, and the, uh, I suppose the pro-choice movement says you can't be doing that. That's censorship. That's you know, that's wrong. We should get the information. And now the same pro-choice people are telling us now we should ban this or ban parts of this movie because they don't want people having that information, which is exactly what they told us not to do twenty years ago. Well, I mean, a lot of times, what what I have seen anyway, my own personal experience is that you know people who claim tolerance, people who claim liberalism. Um, they're actually only tolerant of people who believe what they believe. And if you don't believe what they believe, they want to shut down discourse. They want to shut down that dialogue. And that's not freedom of speech. It's, it's just not the right thing to do. It's not what a civilized society does. 
you know, you have to allow people to educate themselves and make up their own minds. And that's what I've encouraged people to do. Look, if you're pro-choice, why are you worried about going to see the film? Why are you worried about other people going to see the film? Go watch the film. Go see it. Go make up your own mind. Um, but don't dissuade others from going and, and educating themselves. Well, listen, it's been a fascinating story. It's a fascinating story and a fascinating interview, and I hope I didn't spoil it for people, by the way, who are going to watch the movie because we've kind of given away a lot of the uh, the storyline at this <laughs> stage. So if you want to go and see the movie, it is on in cinemas around the country. Uh, that's if you can get past the protesters. It is on in cinemas around the country, <laughs> and I invite you to go. Abby, thank you very much indeed for taking our call tonight. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much. Um, all right. If you want to give us a call, I'll tell you what we want to talk about. Um, you've listened to Abby. You've listened to her story. Somebody asked me earlier on Twitter what I asked her about the inaccuracies. I did. I can't call her a liar because they're her, that's her view of how her life was. If you don't believe that, that's fine. You're quite entitled to not believe it, but that's her view of how her life went. That's her view of that experience that particular day in the abortion clinic when she thought and she believed that a fetus moved as an instrument was inserted to remove it. That's what she felt and that's what she believed. Uh, for those who will say, well, that's not possible because uh, another scientist or an OBGY would turn around and say, Oh, well, they couldn't feel anything. They wouldn't have that instinct of 13 weeks in the, feet, in the womb. Well, she's denying that. And she will tell you that other experts will tell you they can. So, I mean, we could all argue with that all day. So I'm not going to get into that whole argument. I want to talk about the protests. In Galway in particular, which she mentions is where she originates from originally, her parents, I think, or someone along her family tree. Um, they, there was protests outside the cinema, you know, and they, the, the demand was that they shouldn't be showing it. Also, I've seen, you know, people on Twitter saying that people pro-choice, that parts of the movie should be censored and removed. I thought we'd pass that stage. But in saying that, maybe you believe this movie is nothing more than propaganda for pro-life. And there is no doubt that it is very much on the pro-life side. You can clear that. But that's clearly because of her position. Clearly because of her experience with Planned Parenthood, who have been renowned at this stage on many occasions for different types of happenings and goings-on. Let me know what you think. Um, do you think the movie is propaganda? Should there be protests against it? It is a pro-life movie. There's no doubt about that. But do you believe that people should be entitled to go and see it if that's what they want to see? Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.